Hi, everybody. It's Elle here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to our partners and our supporters and the people that edit and put this show together over at Pretty Easy Podcasts. Now, we get a lot of compliments on how the show sounds and how it looks on YouTube, but that would not be without Pretty Easy Podcasts and the amazing team that they have. If you are looking to create your own podcast or maybe you have some ideas of some social media endeavors, Pretty Easy Podcasts has the technology, the equipment, and the skills to make your podcast sound great at your own disposal at your own time so record from home your office a park wherever they will help you out please give them a email at prettyeasypodcast.com once again that is prettyeasypodcast.com and thanks for listening everybody welcome back to queer late night i'm your host l mccullers i'm the podcast producer editor all those things above and queer late night is a podcast purely for the queer culture and um, queer ally culture to come on the show and do a little interview and tell us about their personal or professional journey and it's meant to be stories that inspire i have the pleasure to kick off season three with someone that i've admired for quite some time now we met at the great was it i'm not sure what hotel it was, was it the grace hotel or was it, it was one of those nighttime i think it was the grace hotel and i think i think it was like the dream hotel it was a I think it was a Frankie Sharp yeah, party. Party. Yes. It was a it was a Sunday party, and I was just just enamored by your positivity when I first met you. But before I get into flattery, let me read this nice, very put together introduction that your husband sent over this morning. Now Ooh. I can't get to the whole thing, but I'm gonna get through the best parts, the the pieces that I I enjoy, I love, and but you. If you want to learn more about Miss Iman LeClaire, you can definitely find her. We're going to tell you what to do that in five minutes, okay? First of all, let's do the introduction. Iman LeClaire is a transgender artist. Can I, can I say one thing? Yes. I want to correct you because I know that many people do mistake with my name. Iman LeClaire. LeClaire. Yeah, like care. LeClaire. Yes. Okay, perfect. Iman LeClaire. LeClaire. Did I do it right? Yes. Yes. Iman Lucaire <laughs> is a transgender artist and humanitarian. She was born in Iman Qasim in Cairo, Egypt. Was that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's a, she was enjoying her career as a contemporary dancer of the Cairo Opera House and choreographer when she was when she had fleed Egypt in order to avoid persecution. She moved to the U.S. in 2008, where she was granted political asylum. She got married in 2014. She lives with her husband in New York City, where she's an artist, dancer, actor, and LGBTQ plus asylum activist. She's beloved face of New York City, Fire Island, Pines, and Cherry Grove LGBTQ communities. In 2019, it was a pivotal year when Iman got her first on-screen acting part in, let me not mess it up, Layla? Layla? 
Yeah, as Laila at the Shrew Process. At Shrew Process. Yeah, directed by Emrys Cooper. Emrys Cooper. And this premiered at the Woodstock Film Festival in 20... Uh, in October 2021. Correct. The pandemic and the d- death of George Floyd, the months of protests, Iman joined in solidarity of Black Lives Matter and Black Trans Lives Matter movement. However, it put a hiatus on that when she had been dreaming of such a long time, 100% dedication to her time and energy to become an actor. Instead of amidst the turmoil in the country, had coped with the global pandemic, Iman got herself to embark on a humanitarian mission to save trans women and men who are, are in face of persecution in their home countries and to help them escape to refuge and to trans-friendly countries where they will be granted asylum and protection. In July of 2020, Iman joined the Trans Immigrants of Euro organization where she devoted helping trans people to be relocated to safer countries as a Arabic relations manager and a broad member. On March 31st, 2021, International Trans Day of Visibility, Iman publicly announced that she was starting her own foundation, Trans Isaiah's, whose mission is transplanting trans asylum seekers to trans-friendly territories where transmitting emotional support. In December of 2021, Iman was named the BBC's one of the, one of the inspiring, influential 100 women from around the world in 2021. The same month, Trans Isaiah was incorporated in New York State. Iman's story and dedication to saving the lives of trans people is important two components of documentary featured in the movie release of 2022. How you doing? I am doing great. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Did you I'm enjoy so that reading session for me? I'm not the best. Uh, no, I, uh, I yes. Uh, but I, I I know where you're going with that. It was it was my strongest suit, my strongest take so far. Yes. I'm so happy to be starting um, season three with such an active activist, ally, advocate. Everything in the book, I had the pleasure of reading the BBC 100, and your story is one of the most inspiring stories um, that I've been able to read. And you know, my reading's not strong, but I I really was touched by everything you've been able to do on your own by starting a trans area. So thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. First of all, how have you been? How, how's the pandemic for you? Um, long and crazy and uh, all above, but also it was a life-changing for me. I think it made me a better person, I think. It, you know, made me see life in a different ways because they... When I left Egypt, I left everything behind to to be, you know, focusing on me and my happiness and just don't care about the past. And then suddenly the pandemic made me think about the people like me that I left behind and made me also con- connected to them. So it makes me, you know, be grounded more and see, because sometimes we take f- uh, freedom for granted. Yeah. Especially when in New York City, for example, that we have everything that other countries and other cities they don't have. And it makes me feel that I'm privileged, even that I survived so many things and and I felt 
that privilege when I talk to other people. So I said, I, I cannot change everyone. I have to change myself. Right. You know, and I know that it was hard for me because, you know, um, I have a BTSD, you know. Right. And every time when I try to uh, go back to, you know, even talking to people, transgender people, um, you know, and they're talking to me, it bring me back to bad memories. So, yeah. And I have to, yeah. But thank God for therapy. Right. Know? Thank God for therapy. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yes. And you... Started, so I don't want to jump too far ahead in the program, but I was reading along in the, the article from the BBC, you, you, your first rescue was during the pandemic. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that story? Well, um, I felt so alone and, and every, all, every, all the memories, the, all the bad the memories came to me and I need to heal. Like it's kind of like, I needed to heal myself, yeah. And I was just locked for three months. Really, I couldn't even. I was so scared to throw my garbage. Yeah. My husband, he's the one who was going throwing the garbage, and the garbage is in the same floor. Yeah. I could not even open the door because of the pandemic. Because you're of the, I was scared to die. I, I felt yeah. like it was like so graphic to me that yeah. I felt like somebody's gonna stab me outside of the door. Yeah. And and people are so crazy and think that you you know you know you're because you stay in the home you're on Instagram all the time mm -hmm. social media yeah. you want to be connected to people yeah. so you've seen all these crazy things yeah. and I was not really I and I was not never been addressed by a therapist or I never dealt with my trauma yeah so it was like I was totally not normal like I was feeling i was crying and feeling depressed all the time so that time i focused on that cause that i felt that i need to do something right and about my agony and about my problems and uh somebody contacted me because i was talking about you know being a trans and uh, about my problem my issues and it's all about me my issues my problems and then until I heard that Yemeni trans woman being in Yemen in a war zone, being tortured, you know, and being beaten by life and by her family, by the government, I felt that I need to, oh my God, I'm not, like I'm, you like what need, I'm doing, need to act. You I need to, to do something. Yeah. So I, 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 I took that time. You know, and I was talking to her every day and I start, you know, start helping her. Yeah. And um, gather information. I start even reach out to the people that I know in the past. And um, one of these people uh, that happens that I know, uh, a lawyer friend that I used to know when I was like around 16 years old in Egypt. Yeah. And that lawyer actually... She saved my life yeah. when the police tried to arrest it, arrest me, and she stood, stood, you know, really front of the police, and she said between, you. between uh, yes, and and she protected me, and she let me stay in her apartment because I, I was homeless in Egypt in that time because my family don't want me because I was queer, um, and they did not want me, and then 
I was in the street and that time the police, you know, like they were hunting um, queer people, like, you know, in Cairo until now happening. So that person really took care of me. And uh, that person I reach out to when I find another person to be rescued. And that person helped me. That's too. amazing. Yes. And then I started, yeah, I was trans. I said, oh my God, we could do that. Yeah, let's do it. I love that. And she was able to help find legal like aid or like to protect. Yeah, like she's a, she's a lawyer. She's an asylum lawyer. And she's not only dealing, she never, I, th- I don't think she dealt with queer people before. I think, uh, I think she's always worked with just asylum people she never choose she just right. work for the state right. so she go like okay the state say no we have asylum people here please can you come and you know uh, take the cases and work on them so she was just working for the state the the in the in, the, in france so she was working she never like like she she's not really like she knows she knows me i'm queer right She's a straight woman, like the whole family, very straight. So she's not really connected to the queer community. Her connection to the queer community is me, you know. So um, because my relationship with her, she's like my family. She's like my sister, you right. know. And um, we started with, you know, the Yemeni trans woman and then lead up to uh, the Jamaican trans woman and uh, other Jamaicans and then uh so many people yeah how many so and and just for more context for listeners these are people like this is majority of these the people that you've been able to help has come from the bulk of the pandemic where you know everyone's trapped at home with their aggressor they're in terrible situations and people are are looking for escape and they reached out to you and that's how yeah this is how how it started helping them so through the pandemic i started with um the trans woman from Yemen yes and the process takes a long time because to present a case you need a file and then she thank god the trans woman she had her file was her so I, we presented to the lawyer and we have to uh with retouch I have to be with her every single day talking to her because she was really damaged so I managed to let her escape from Yemen to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And from Egypt, she's, she was staying in a private apartment. Um, and it was so hard to deal with her because she want to go out and she, you know, it was very hard yeah. because she's just, she's a child. She's just, and she was not really, um, uh, she was not in a stable mindset. Right, yeah. So now I'm not. I'm not here in New York, and she's in Cairo. Yeah. And also she's in Cairo from a place that I ran away from. Right. So, so it's not, definitely hard. It's, yeah. it's okay, but it's you know it's still dangerous. It's very dangerous in in Cairo. Um. So I was. It was very hard for me to deal with her because every single day she was calling me twenty four hours a day. It was crazy. Yeah. And. I was trying to calm her down, and it takes a one year. It takes it, it. It took one year for for her case to be accepted, and she being granted humanitarian visa to France. That's awesome. Yes. So she was able to keep herself safe in in Cairo. Yes, but lots of work. 
Lots of lots of screaming and work. <laughs> okay, I know yeah. you're like, your mother. I'm a mother. I was a mother to them, but sometimes, you know, you need yourself to. You need, uh, you know, after that case, I started putting boundaries. Because yeah. I felt like, oh my god, if I'm just like, if I let myself go, how can I save other people? Right. And uh, after this, I started also. That was the Jamaican trans woman, trans woman. Her name Danielle, and also she escaped Jamaica. And she, now she's in France. She's granted asylum. She have her paper now. She can live freely. And also Ify and Tiji. And um, I'll take a minute now to for my beautiful soul. Uh, Ify, she's gone. Of because she left, she left uh, Jamaica and she went to Mexico. And we were away with that. We were here. We phone called me and my husband was here every day. And Titi, their partner. And they were really in a very bad situation. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get them to France. And it was very hard. Because Ify, she had a, like something, you know, like a, she was sick. She was very sick and we were worried that you know, that she and something happened to her in, in Mexico because she was in a shelter and she was not getting the help that she needs. Yeah. And it, I was very frustrated. Lack of medication because she was HIV positive too. And it was driving me insane. Because um, she's a human being you know, and she was the most beautiful person I ever met. Her her carriage, her her been a strong trans woman, knows herself, and and her partner being with her every day, it makes me want to save these people, like the way they want to live and they want to survive. Of course. So I stayed with them, and then they went to France, and and uh, they were thank God right away they accept, been accepted their asylum, and. The moon they accepted the asylum and everything, but you know, if he, her her health um it really went down and you know the 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 cancer took over and she died. And yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she's around. I hope she's, you know, happy on the other side. But her partner, um, he's you know, in France now and he's young and and now he's uh learning french okay yeah because you know in france if you don't speak french don't don't even try don't you, you're not you don't <laughs> speak french you're not speaking speaking french no they look at you upside down no you have to speak french people this is queer late night subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform or watch episodes on youtube by searching queer late night and now back to the show So here is my queer question. First things first is what's your name and your pronouns and where you're from? Lady Wiz, woman, femme, femme. New Jersey. New Jersey. What are you doing in Brooklyn? Seeing my woman. <laughs> I know that's right. What's your name, pronouns, and where you're from? CJ or Shay. I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised. Okay, so I have queer questions for you. One question. You ready? Yes. What does pride mean for you? 
Oh, good question. Because over the last three years that I can answer this question for myself, um, it means free. Freedom, free to be me, free to love who I choose, right? And um, not to feel stigmatized from the world and all the world has to offer. And I wear the rainbow colors proudly because I am pride. Thank you so much. That's such that's a great answer. So you're gonna get the same question. Stonewall. That's Stonewall. pride to me. That's pride to me. The remembering Stonewall. To me, pride remembering pride to me is Stonewall. Remembering the start, the struggle, you know, and the commitment, you know, for us to stand out and speak out loud and be proud. Thank you, that is good. Now, if you're listening to this, if you don't know what Stonewall is, uh, I need you to buy a book. But um, that's, those are really good answers about pride. So now you get you ready for sucker for a sucker. That won't be easy for you. That will not be, those answers, those are lovely answers, but now I have to make it a little bit harder. You ready? Can you name five 90s sitcom shows that were black? Jefferson, no, no, oh, in the 90s. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, Bill Co uh, the Cosby's. Um, it's a it's a different world. Erko, um, Steve Erko. Everybody everybody hates Chris or everybody loves Chris. And uh, no no no. Yeah yeah. Yeah, everybody Yeah. Everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates Chris. Um, but um living single. Yeah. And I'm breaking it down. I love living single. I wanna reboot that. They robbed they robbed um, Queen Latifah and them of that and Because it's supposed to be friends. Yeah. Boo. Y'all are done. That's it. All right, thank, thank you, you so much. Bye. I really appreciate it. Yes, from New Jersey to find love. Some of y'all wanted to go to like Harlem. So this is the BBC wasn't your first publication. You've been public in other yeah. publications, but when it was December, it's almost Christmas, and you find this out, what was your initial response of hearing that you made this? top 100 list worldwide i i was very i, I was i'm i'm a very grounded person mm -hmm. i never all my life whatever anything happens and uh, i i don't feel like i did anything right uh, i'm just, humble uh, i'm very humble and i also being in a in a family that never makes me feel like I did anything right, right. in my life. So and I'm like, oh my god, you did 100 women. Uh, once I heard that, I I was like, wow, this is amazing. But sometimes like I felt, oh my god, I have to do more work now. I have to work more and save more people because it's a very good platform for me too. But also it's a it's a it's a it's like a it's like a mission, you know what I mean? It's a, something that gives you, it's a gift to give you, but also also to um, to inspire other trans uh, women that it's possible for you to be one of these 100 women. Yes. You know what I mean? So they can look at up to me and say, oh, I want to be her. And instead of like giving up on life, because I came from, you know, 
I came from a place in Egypt and also my family, most of them are not educated. My mom, she's not educated. We're not a rich family. We're very poor. And, but the only thing that we learn, actually that my family teach me how to be proud of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and to work hard. Like I work alcoholic. Like I work hard a lot. Yes. And um, so that my, my, and also, I know my rejection from my family, being a trans woman, they were telling me, oh, you're not gonna go anywhere, you will never be a woman, you will never do anything in your life, you will, nobody gonna accept you, no one, and all, all that negativity yeah. that it been putting on me since young age, and to have a title that calls you 100 women of the year, this is it's absolutely it's a it's the best thing it's that could even happen yes and also the, it, it's kind of healing like all the the people that they told you that you're not a woman yeah you're just all the and, knows. and that they give you now like and that 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 title tell you you're the only one of the 100 one of the 100 so that makes me yeah, it uh, makes me humble, too. <laughs> I'm glad. No, I'm glad. Congratulations. Thanks. Can you tell us a little bit? So you, you started Trans Azaleas. Um, you're officially incorporated, but it's still been a little bit of a struggle because you're the only person, you and your husband, of course. Yeah. Oh, it's only two of you that's still trying to take on as many cases as possible, right? Yes, I know my husband. He's my, you know, my he's my warrior because without him... You know, like being a trans, being a trans person, you know, you're just beaten by life and every daily life is just like, it's hard, you know, and the demand of people a lot, but also like you're not really getting support. Yeah. The, the support that you really need yeah. to really save the large amount of people. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy. I imagine. Yes. And, and, and to, to talk to this person and to this person to go to where we're gonna go and which country and and you talk to embassies and find the right lawyer and you know and then you have to you know take care of them yeah and find a case manager and and, and really if i take if i said if i told someone i'm going to take care of you i'm gonna take care of them yeah this is, if I give a word to someone, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So it's really hard. I needed, what I, I really need, I need um, donation to Trans-Acilius because... Donations. Do, yeah, donation to Trans-Acilius. Yeah. So the more donation because people need like, okay, basic necessity when when we try to save someone we try to save them uh, they need a passport they need airplane ticket they need this they need to be they need an apartment you know they're homeless in the street they need food the hotel. how much how much would you say like an average like a good startup sum for one person averages depending on where they are uh, i would retarded case for example when i when when everything was the lawyer and everything that really been spent on her, it was $20,000, more than $20,000. One person to really get them out 
of a situation because it takes a year to to uh, to get the people out it's you not a I mean? fast turnaround it's not it's not like a fast turnaround but what we do sometimes we get them out to a transit country okay what's the country is like most likely that is semi safe like semi safe you know what i mean like country that is just not really you know safe but not really safe, you yeah. know it's they, not for but it's not it's not, not yeah it's dead. not really uh, LGBTQI friendly, but they okay. They don't kill people, right? You know what I mean. It's yeah. not like Yemen. It's not like Saudi Arabia. You know, they and they they kill people for being who they are. So we we get them to this transit country. Even like I have a case right now. Uh, I bought her in a transit country because I cannot say the name. And actually, uh, two days ago. She had an accident. A Syrian man attacked her in that transit camp. He's a refugee. Attacked her and raped her and beat her. And she had to go to the police station and do a report, which she is. They put her in jail for one day, and then they have to do on her, like, all the exams and see if, you know. But... You know, the why they put her in jail. Exactly. But, you know, it's a transit country, and I know they're not, they don't like trans women there, or they don't like queer people, but it's still. And I, this is one of my cases, and hopefully she's going to be in France or maybe here in America. We don't know yet. But it depends who's going to accept her. How, speaking of uh, American, you said at least two to three people in France. How hard is it for people to seek asylum here in America? It's like, it's even impossible to seek asylum here. And also, like, if I seek asylum here, where are they going to go? There's a, there a Jamaican woman here. She's been asking me. She told me I'm in a homeless shelter. She cannot even, she's, she did an asylum. When I did it on my, uh, my own asylum, I, nobody's providing you anything. They don't provide you nothing. They provide you with food stamp. That's what are you going to do? Yeah. So like, okay, so if you want to do a bank account, no bank want to give you a bank account because you're, you know, you don't have any credit. Yeah, and no how are you going to get credit? You don't have an ID. You don't have a credit. You don't have money. You don't have anything. So how are you going to navigate? How are you going to survive as a human being? Actually, you're running away from torture, and now you're here. Torture. Torture, like, really. Like, you have nothing to do except finding, uh, you know, to be either to be a drug addict mm -hmm. or selling drugs or, be, you know, become, you know, a prostitute. Yeah. So what is the options? And that, and even that is, that's, there's, there's so much policing around sex And so many, yeah, and so, so many policing, and you end up in jail, like so many people that I know, they're asylum seeker and they end up in jail. How can, which is crazy because they were asylum seeker before they were asking for help. And the thing is, too, asylum seekers, they want to work, want to help. They don't, they can't live in their own country. It's not like they're just picking a place for vacation or they want to just run away. They're escaping persecution, but... I digress. I'm not a part of the American politics. Yes, but I, I hope, you know, that. I think America need 
uh, asylum seekers to come here because they provide to the country. They provide things, works that the country Needs. they cannot do. Yeah. You know? Or refuse and, to do, right? And they refuse to do. Yeah. So I think they need to, you know, even give them a, like a start, giving them one year rent free. Yeah. Or and maybe, some cash every day and like, some money. Like not like crazy, but you know something something this or maybe just giving them the work visa or their something the right permit. away yeah permanent like don't make them uh, you wait. know wait the the well, the new york city shelter system is not the best actually i think might be one of the it's worst not the best for anyone anyone <laughs> i've had i've had clients tell me they'd rather sleep on the train yeah to the, you know the i mean look at what happened to the black people yeah it's 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 not good. But I want to get get back on track and get getting to how can people be more supportive of trans Azaleas? Because this is why you're here. Like, where can they? How can they support you? You need caseworkers, yeah. Time, graphic designers. You you tell us what we need. Okay, so we uh, we have our website uh, now. So if you can go to transazaleas.org. And there is a you can fill up the re, uh, reform for to, for volunteer reform. You have to yeah. fill up, and and we need case manager, and we need people like they know how to write grant, um, all of the stuff, and people like mental health, please, because most of the people that we have, they are damaged, and they need we need support, mental support, and um. Yeah, we need people um, uh, know how to deal with like with Instagram and social media. Yeah, we need. Yeah, I. You're so you're so strong. Who are are some people that you look up to? Role models, people that inspire you to be such a warrior and such a relentless activist. Oh my God! There, there's so many. Oh, <sighs> let me start. You know, I love um, uh, who I love the most. I think the most person that I really admire. What there is a woman in Egypt that I love very much. Her name Nawali Sadawi. Nawali Sadawi. She's a feminist. She was a writer in Egypt, she's an activist, she fights for uh, women's rights. Um, and she was banned from Egypt and she had to flee in 1981 uh, because of the, you know, the, you know, Muslim Brotherhood, they wanna, you know, they told her that she's in Fidal and they, you know, she need to be dead. And, um, and she wrote so many books and, uh, you know, and she's like, you have to look her up. Her name Nawali Sadawi. And she fight, fought and fought and fought and fought. And the, one of the people who inspired me, and also not only like she was, she was an amazing writer too. Her name Nawali Sadawi. And also, you know, um, uh, this is, a, I think this is the only one coming in my mind now. It's like an Egyptian, yeah, when I like, give an Egyptian voices. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what what's your what's your self care? I I I stopped by your apartment and it, I I almost forgot you make 
all of your costumes yourself. You're a costume yeah. designer. But what's your form of self-care when you're not in front of the computer, you're not on the phone, you're not making costumes? What is your form of just taking care of I, yourself? I, I want to tell you about a person, one person to Alok. Okay. I love him. I, lo- I, I love them because I look, I look at them on Instagram. I look is the name. Yeah. Okay. I look. Um, it's uh, on Instagram, and he always say the the best quote I ever heard. Really With- beautiful. He's a they very bow, a poet, and they very amazing. And I love to listen to them. Okay. What's yeah. the, what's the what's the what's the quote that you were gonna say? Uh, my quote or the quote from the, the person from uh, Alok. I I do, I don't have a really a quote per se about you know, but you need like I I listen to he he talks about you know being a being a non-binary person. Okay. You know, and I was not in touch with. Being a non, what like I never understand what is non-binary, but then I understand what is non-binary by listening to them, okay, and listening to their story because that makes me feel oh, I'm an I'm I am a non-binary person too, you know. Like I start, I'm not I didn't start as a trans woman. I started as a non-binary person, right? So the non-binary that it's it's all on us. So, um, so he yeah like. People should listen, to, you know, to them. Listen to them. Yeah. Thank you. What about your self care? It's what's your self care regimen? How do you keep yourself sane aside from creating, you know, boundaries? Okay. So the best thing that you should do to yourself, the self care, is to cook at home and to learn how to cook. Um, what's your favorite? What is it? It's like you, you inside. I, I do something called misa'a, um, which is full of vegetables. Okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you, if you want to put meat, or you want to be a vegetarian, you can put chicken, you can put meat, you can put fish. But I, I prefer it with like, like veggie. Like okay, I, I make it all veggie, and um, it's beautiful. It's a full of like I will. Uh, it's uh, uh, I I put like uh, red pepper, green pepper. Um, what do you call it? Eggplant, you know. Okay. And potatoes and uh, um, cilantro, parsley. What else? The whole kitchen. Uh, yes, turmeric, ginger. Ooh. I love turmeric and ginger daily. Like turmeric so because it's amazing. Change your life. And it it it's really have so many benefit uh, to your health. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what's a? I don't know this question, but you have to tell me: Is there a, an an Egyptian delicacy that you make, or is there what's one Egyptian meal, or or I don't know. Del- can I say delicacy? I don't have a lot of Egyptian food. Yeah, there is an Egyptian. Okay, there is so many Egyptian food. Okay, so there is the one that. All Egypt knows mm-hmm. called koshari. Koshari. So koshari is a it's a very like mix of carbohydrate food like rice with it's all rice, uh, uh, lentil, pasta, everything together. Okay. But the best thing with it 
is the sauce. Okay. They have to do the sauce very well. And also mahshi. Mahshi, it's, um, um, it's kind of like you, you get like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, zucchini. Okay. You know the zucchini? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the green pepper and the red pepper. The okay. The ones. And then you empty them. And then you make the rice, the special rice they have to make. And then you stuff them. Oh, it's like you stuffed know? peppers. Yes. And you, and then you, um, you steam them. Steam? And then you eat, yeah, you steam the, the whole thing. You let it cook, you know, the rice inside. Okay. You, and you stuff the rice inside the, uh, uh, inside the vegetables. Okay. And then you, you, um, you organize it in the, in the plate, in the pot. Yeah. And then you steam them. Oh, that sounds so that good. It, mm. I like that. I I'm hungry now. <laughs> I know I'm hungry now. I want to thank you so much for coming on to Queer Late Night. I want to encourage listeners and viewers and followers to please support Trans Azaleas. They can donate. You can go to Iman's Instagram, click the link tree. The donate button is one of the first ones on there. Am I right? Yes. It's one of the first ones first buttons on there and then you can also reach him on by email and by messages if you are able to help support trans azaleas do you have any let's do let's do last positive words to any person of um, trans experience that list that's listening especially in the in the climate and in hindsight of you know thing bills like don't say gay bills and tons of anti-trans legislation that's being passed every single day under behind our backs, underneath our nose. What's your word of encouragement? You know. So uh, I told, okay, as a when I was a very young, and I want to say that because I'm from Egypt and I see the darkness, and I can see it is coming to America. That's why you need to fight, people. You cannot let this take over you, and you cannot sit down and being lazy not to fight. We need to fight every single day here because we have the best thing in life here. It's called freedom. And the, whatever the Republican and everybody hitting on us and they want to take our rights away from the trans people, they're put, putting us like a scapegoat for their own security. It's not about us. It's not about our uh, trans kids. I want you to love yourself because when I was a trans kids. No one teach me how to love myself because I was hating by religion, by that system that is happening to you right now in a country that believe freedom for all. So this is bullshit. This is no freedom now. This is what's happening in Alabama that I need to stop. And the people who write these laws, they should be in jail. Seriously. They should be because it's should be. on human yes. rights. It's in human rights. It's like something that America promote around the whole earth freedom here is you go UNHCR blah 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 here is money uh, trans people I mean you, you fight for trans right and everywhere you should not do this in other country why you don't yourself yeah so it doesn't make any sense practice what you preach yes exactly don't you know don't practice uh, you know f freedom for all and, that, yeah. and then you're not doing it in, in your own country yeah you're going to lose your own freedom. You're playing with fire here in this country. And this is why people need to understand you have 
diamond in your hand that freedom and you know why are you putting why are there so many anybody believe in religion mm-hmm. with the government they need to go <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean have your own religion in your home i yeah. you know it's, don't bring it to work don't don't bring it to work no. don't bring it to because, you know yeah because they can't defend it at the end of the day religion does not tell you to hate kill tear down diminish it doesn't yeah but if, even when they when they say that i don't want to hear it yeah it's just not something what would a trans kid they know if my family when i was young this is why it would, it would save me the trouble to be uh, have my btsd right now i would have a beautiful life if my family accepted me when I was a trans kid, and I don't have to go through the rape and the torture yeah. that I've been through, and I applaud that family that they take care of the trans kids. Yeah. I love them, and I love them so much because the way they love their trans kids. Yes. Because I wish my family loved me the same. Yes, I really. Yes. I I really love. I was in the looking at the news, and you know, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union was just advocating. Exactly. And it was just—it's so beautiful, yes. Because that's one less person that has to go through hardship. Because yeah. it's the world's really, really rough. And 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 you know, in the light of people wanting to take away a woman's rights over their own body, also know that the homeless youth population, especially especially amongst the LGBTQIA plus community, is rising. Yeah. So if you care about children so much, yeah. <laughs> stop passing laws that tells them they can't be gay or they can't participate in certain things at school and, yeah. and just make and just furthering perpetuating hate that yeah. will cause them harm because this is they say this is evil you know like the republican they need a scapegoat to make people blind for the main issues i mean issues about poverty exactly <laughs> you know what i mean people on the street people cannot find jobs people cannot do this right roads are broken so who gonna have as a yeah. scapegoat oh the lgbtq, LGBTQ. it's you been forever take, don't say gay and yes. take the books out what, of school. Uh, what about the education say, yes have, exactly we have no. the best education yeah. let me not let me not get on that this is not what yeah, gonna do, do it <laughs> <laughs> It has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me anywhere. <laughs> this is my name. Okay, so uh, you can go to transacilius.org and also you can write me an email at transacilius, uh, transacilius, transacilius.org and transacilius.com. Write me an email and, um, you know, request, geonate, uh, and also on Instagram, Twitter. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I, you. You've given us the best interview, and I can't wait to see more from you and what you've been doing. And I just, once again, thank you. Yeah. There's a lot of people out doing a lot of different things, but when I get to know someone that's doing it, it matters more to me. So thank you so much for coming to Queer Late Night. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. I thank hope I hope you're gonna interview me again. Oh, you know I will. Okay. I mean, I gotta get to you before you get any. You're gonna get bigger. BBC first. Yeah, What's I next? Oh yes. CNN. Are you? Oh my I God. Can you, I am doing a movie. A movie? Yes. 
I couldn't say anything about it. Okay. We're, so we're going to see you on the Steven Silver screen? <laughs> yeah. so. All right. Well, that's it for us here at Queer Late Night. Thank you so much for listening. Good night and stay tuned for the rest of season three. Goodbye. Goodbye.